Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us on the line, covered the Sixers exclusively for nearly 30 years, has branched out sports columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times, Intelligencer, Burlington County Times, a one Tom Moore. Good evening, Tom. Hey, John, how are you? Did you get some rest, I hope? Uh, a little bit, yeah. After after working, uh, filling in for Angela's two weeks, I slept. I can't believe it, Tom. Uh, normally, wow. you know, six, seven hours at most. I slept 11 and a half hours uh, the first night. Yeah, that your I, body just shuts down at a certain point. It nice. was My wife thought I was dead. Yeah. Well, you were getting like two-hour naps, and then your body wanted the night's sleep, but it never came, you know? It was a beautiful feeling. Now, Tom, um, yeah. we have a lot we're going to get into in, the, in these, uh, this time we have with you. Um, I have to start with what has been our primary topic this evening. Uh, there were words said by uh, Phillies general manager Matt Klentek, who was on MLB Network Radio uh, yesterday. Uh, Anthony, if we can pull up the the first bite of uh, of Matt Klentek. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but um, here is a cut of Matt Klentek. He was asked about the Phillies, and it led into uh, Gabe Kapler, and this is what he had to say. As he's become more and more experienced as a manager, as a leader, as he's become more experienced with the Philadelphia market, um, I think it is remarkable how much he has adjusted. Um, and to me, that is as impressive as anything that Cap has done, uh, is his ability to sort of read what's going on, learn from his mistakes or the mistakes of others around him, and incorporate that into his behavior and his uh, in the way he you know, the way he manages a game and manages a team. Now, Tom, he further went on and gave more praise of uh, Gabe Kapler, and I, I personally was a little surprised. There's nothing wrong with saying something nice, but kind of leaving the door open to well, we'll examine this when the season comes to a close. Does it surprise you at all that that Matt was so overly I don't know over the top about Gabe? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess. You know, with a month to go in the season and so on, you know, you you don't need another issue or, you know, I don't know that necessarily it would change anything. I thought he did adjust pretty well. You know, I, there clearly were, you know, were improvements earlier in the season. And then to me, perhaps maybe there was some regression, you know, with the still kind of the glass half full and everything's fine. And, you know, the dance band on the Titanic or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, um yeah, I mean, I, he's certainly not going to come out and rip him, and, and you know, is it, still in the in the you know against all odds, even with all the ups and downs, still in the hunt for that second wild card spot. Right. So, um, you know, it's it, you know, it's it's a pat on the back. It's a it's a nice attaboy. boy. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes, I'll ask you, Tom, and the the job that Gabe Kapler has done thus far in his second season as Phillies manager, I. I Proclaim, listen, uh, you know, he's every team deals with injuries, and the Phillies are obviously no exception to that. Uh, but I have seen nothing from Gabe, and we all know about his antics and the overpositivity. But as a manager that says that he's nothing more than average, I mean, what do you think of Gabe as a manager thus far of, with the Philadelphia Phillies? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, again, I think he's, you know, done better the second year, um, especially you noticed earlier, just, 
more comfortable, maybe more confident, but better sense. But yeah, I don't, you know, if it's all about development, you know, tell me how many hitters and pitchers have gotten better, you know, outside of maybe Scott Kingery and perhaps Adam Morgan until he got hurt. I didn't see a lot of guys that really made significant jumps. And if you're about development, you know, where's your Robert Covington, where's your TJ McConnell, you know, guys like that, that are, you know, players or guys that aren't, you know, uh, no other team thought could play in the league, and, you know, end up being serviceable, you know, rotation guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's what I would say is there hasn't been a lot of, you know, progress. And, you know, everyone talks about, you know, McCutcheon's injury, and that's clearly, uh, you know, a, a, a difficult one. And the bullpen is, you know, other than there, is pretty much totally different than it was to start the season. Um, and that didn't help, but you're right. In a 162-game season, there's going to be injuries. You're going to have to make adjustments um, and deal with things like that, um, and that's just that's part. The games keep coming. You know, it doesn't matter. They don't say, oh, you you have three 30-something relievers hurt. We're, we're, we'll let you take today off. We'll let you make it up another day. You know, it's right. not like that. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, well, final Phillies question I have before I jump over to Eagles. Phillies fans ask themselves this question every single day, every single time that this team wins back to back or may win a series. And, you know, they, they dropped the first two games to the Mets and they were able to salvage it. And then they obviously won today to kick off this big road trip. So they've won back to back. Is there any chance there is something we have not seen yet from this Phillies team that gives you an indication they could go on a nice run? Or is it more likely that this is what they are and they'll win a handful of games and then lose the same amount? Well, I mean, I guess anything's possible, but I mean, what we've seen, you know, the the body of work, 130 whatever games, probably would indicate that uh, this is pretty much who they are. That they, right when you think, you know, wow, that you know, they, they win four in a row, they're going to go on a roll, and, you know, and then you lose two out of three of the Marlins for the umpteenth time, and you know, they they you know lose two out of three at home to the White Sox, and you know, you, you just don't understand in the pitching. They have two or three well-pitched games, and you know, and then the bats get quiet. Then they have a, a game where the they score 11 runs. You think here they come, and then the next game, you know, they, they get six hits and you know two runs. They lose, you know, five to two. So mm-hmm. anything's possible, but it hasn't happened yet. So um, you know, we'll see over the last uh, you know whatever this is four weeks, right? Yeah, over the last four weeks, 29th of September. I think is their last regular season game. Tom, moving over to the football field now, and the Eagles get their season started on Sunday, one o'clock next Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday, excuse me, against uh, the Redskins. Um, I, we all know about what they could, their potential could be. The question that many of us have, uh, and it might be a worry to some extent, is those who have not played thus far in the preseason, some of which are coming up, uh, coming off of injury. Um, in Tom Moore's eyes, looking at this Eagles team right now, what are your do you have worries or are there, or I should I say areas of concern? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, when you have, you know, key guys like Fletcher Cox and Nigel Bradham and, you know, guys like that, that haven't played yet, Derek Barnett, um, you know, that you're, you're counting on, you know, you're expecting Darby, um, you're expecting these guys to play. And, you know, they do have a lot of depth on this team, but, you know, clearly if Fletcher Cox doesn't play next Sunday, that is a huge, you know, that's, that's a guy that pretty much has to be double teamed on every play. Mm. So that changes the whole dynamic of the defensive line, which changes the whole defense. So I guess, you know, the health, you know, the health of key guys who we haven't seen play 
that sound like there's a chance or a good chance or supposedly they're going to play, you know, and then you wonder with guys who haven't played, especially Wentz, you know, hasn't played since December, you know, what's he going to look like? How's he going to take his first hit? Is he going to get rid of the ball quicker, you mm-hmm. know, uh, as they've been trying to have him do and not try to make play, plays with his legs, um, which is when, you know, bad things can happen in terms of injuries and things like that. You know, McCown's not a bad backup, but he's not Nick Foles. So, right, right. you know, I mean, it's it, – this team has the potential, you know, certainly to win 10 or 11 games. I don't think there's any question about that. Some might say maybe maybe more if all goes well. But there are – you know, there – and, uh, you know, the some of the positions are fantastic. You know, the backfield and, you know, I really like the offensive line and, you know, the um, the secondary, you know, really have some deep – you know, really have some depth there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need your key guys. You have to go to, you know, into your, you, you go from too many starters to backups. Eventually it's going, you're going to, you know, you're going to see the difference. All right. Uh, Tom Moore, uh, sports columnist for Bucks County Curry Times. Nice enough to join us this evening. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Moore Philly. Uh, Tom, are you, I've been kind of throwing this out anytime I get the opportunity uh, in the preseason, and this is the trend of the NFL now, most starters don't play, and the Eagles are among those teams not doing that. The off- starting offensive line never played together. Obviously, Carson Wentz didn't play. A lot of your starters did not play more than one quarter in that single preseason game, those who did step on the field. Because of that, I've been kind of throwing out the disclaimer to a lot of people that I'm expecting extremely sloppy play in this first game, maybe even the second game, not to be alarmed, but this may be a result of not, you know, getting into game situations that um, practice cannot replicate a game. Do you share that same mindset? There, There is a very good likelihood that we might see some sloppy play early in the season because of not playing in the preseason. Yeah, I would not. Yeah, I would not be surprised, um, especially, you know, with Carson Wentz, you know, that's, you know, it's all about timing and, you know, practicing when you're not tackled to the ground mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, when you're, you know, you have a guy coming at you from your blind side and you're feeling him at the last moment and you, you, you got to hold just another quarter of a second till your reliever, till your receiver makes his cut. Um, you know, that's, and, you know, just the easy balls, the little dinks and dunks and the screen passes and things like that. You know, how does that, how does that go? Um, so I would not, you know, I would not be surprised. Now, in a way, I mean, in a way with Wentz, the thing that's interesting to me is, you know, you never had, as you said, your starting offensive line. So did you want a rookie left tackle and a second-year right tackle in Jordan Mailata, you know, protecting him where one, you know, one guy gets beat and he gets, you know, knocked to the ground and now he's out for who knows how long. Right. So I do understand it, but, I, you know, in, in a perfect world, I think he would have benefited, you know, from at least a quarter, you know, of playing. I mean, I understand, especially when Sunfield got hurt, it's like, you know, uh, we're not going to do this. Right. And, I, and I do understand it. Uh, but you're right. There, there could be some uh, there there could we there could be some leftover, you know, residual effects that we would see on Sunday and possibly the next week. Moving on to Sixers now, Tom, I have just uh, two questions for you. The first one being I, I was, uh, you know, the term run it back was used a lot during the offseason running it back. I never thought they would run it all the way back to Spencer Hall's working out for the team again and hearing Joe Johnson uh, from the I can't I don't even know the name of the three on three league whatever whatever that uh, yeah. whatever the name of that league is is there a ch- I mean I don't I'm I'm not even acknowledging Spencer Hall cuz I don't think he has anything left. Joe Johnson. Do you think he still has an NBA career in him or, or maybe another year in the NBA? 
Yeah, no, I I don't think so. I mean, I think it's, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, they can invite one of these guys or something to camp, maybe on a non-guaranteed deal, something like that. I mean, they have 15 at least partially guaranteed contracts. I think Trey Burks is not fully guaranteed. Um, but the other 14, I believe, all are. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they could invite somebody to camp, but, you know, he was a really good scorer up until whatever it was, two or three years ago, but I'm not sure. I think I, when he played with the Nets, I, I think it was the Nets. He had 20-something in a quarter against the Sixers. I remember being yeah. at the game. <laughs> just couldn't miss, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's just one of those things. You take a look. They're out there. You want to just see what they have, see what, you know, see, see if, if it's worth, you know, you perhaps bringing them in, you know, bringing them in to camp, inviting them to camp on a non-guaranteed deal or maybe a, a, a very minimally guaranteed deal, something like that. But I don't – I don't think that, you know, they're thinking these guys could could really help us this year. Final question for you, Tom Moore. It's a broad one, but we're three weeks away from jumping headfirst into Sixers. Um, From Tom Moore's perspective, who covered this team exclusively for nearly 30 years, um, looking at this roster as constructed right now, what is their biggest strength and what is their biggest weakness? Hmm. Well, I, I, I like their versatility, uh, you know, and, and length. I think they would kind of all go together. The fact that the starting five, you know, the, the wingspan's a little over seven feet. I, I really like that. Um, and I guess, um, you know, Brown can go big. He can go small. He's, he, you know, he's, um, I guess the weakness, I guess I would say um, kind of a combo thing, you know, maybe somewhat the bench, you know, who's going to score off the bench. Maybe if Trey Burke's going to be in the rotation, he's a guy who can score for you a little bit. Mike Scott can score for you a little bit, but you know, in the playoffs, you only need to go eight deep or whatever, but in a regular season, it's nice to have a five man bench who you can rely on. Um, so who, who there is going to, who there is going to really help mm-hmm. and who's going to defend opposing small forwards. It's going to probably have to be Tobias Harris. Who's a pretty good defender on fours. But threes are, you know, quick and tough and, and, and can really score. Um, so how will that go, um, you know, with him mm. against the smaller, quicker guys? Yeah. And maybe it'll be okay, but, I mean, it, it, it's certainly something that Brett Brown may have to adjust or, you know, Ben Simmons or, you know, may have to have different guys doing different things. What's the rotation going to be like? That's really interesting. There's a lot of really um, – there's a lot of stuff at TBA that is very intriguing with the Sixers. Right. His name is Tom Moore, sports columnist for Bucks County Courier Times, Intelligencer, Burlington County Times. You can for links to all his stories, the latest news. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Moore Philly. Tom, thanks, man. Thanks a lot, John. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.